they have children and they got candy everywhere. Oh yeah. It was messy. But I took care of it and it looked they were they were happy with it. Good, yeah. I'm not surprised. You do an amazing job. It's really, really guarantee you owe your money back. <laughs> not that far, huh? <laughs> I remember when businesses used to say that. Guaranteed or your money back. Good morning. Welcome to church. You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773. 888-77-JESSE. Or you can go to our chat line. I'm Jesse Peterson. And good morning, everybody, again. Good morning. So we are here to fellowship. And I noticed last Sunday everybody was all holy. No one had any problems. <laughs> and uh, so I hope you brought your problems today. We uh, had our men's forum this past Thursday night. It was amazing. Everybody and their daddy showed up, uh, something like 42 people or so, and they put the ladies to shame. <laughs> yes, Cheryl. Hold on a minute. Esteban, go ahead. Oh, right there, Cheryl, in front of you. I'm going to turn into a fly on the wall because I want to see how amazing these meetings are and I want to know what you guys talk about. You don't about. want to hear this. I, I, <laughs> look, I'll probably be like, what? And then change back. But it would be nice you, to if you see. were If you were a fly on the wall, you'd come out the wall real fast. <laughs> we hear what we be talking about. It's like the real deal. Amazing. The ladies, I think uh, right. She want to say something. I think it's just that your ministry may be more geared towards men. So there's, you know, there's like there's more men here than women. So it's not. I don't know if we would get forty women. You don't. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's part of it. Or is there something else? I don't know. Okay. Um. So, but the women come to church and hear me on the show. The principles applies to women as well. True. Did you hear that caller from uh, Mona? What's her name, Mona? Mona, she has a logical mind now. And that's what women have to develop, a logical mind. And once they forgive their fathers, that's what happens. And then you stop killing the children. The preborn humans. So what? Preborn humans. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Anybody have any questions or Disagreements or about anything. Right here first. I remember, uh, Hold on with the mic. Hold on. Yeah, I remember a while back I heard you say something like, you're not supposed to yell at kids because it changes their nature. Right. What did you mean by that? I never heard that. When you yell at them with anger, they become angry and they change just like that. They become like you. Mm. But if you uh, discipline them with love, then they stay on, on course. They don't. They don't become like you. Mm. They stay with God. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you go to yell at your kids? Not no more. <laughs> to what? Not no more. You have one? No. Oh, what do you mean not no more? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning like in the future if I were to have kids. Oh, I should. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what happens is uh, the mothers tend to yell at them or try to make them do things, and they become angry. And the father's supposed to correct it. Mm. Uh, but if the mother had a logical mind, she would deal with them in the right way. All right? Amazing. Uh, yes, Raymond. Okay. Uh, first, I'd like to let uh, let you know that I'm, I'm currently uh, getting back on my job after my uh, after my three months furlough. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Also, I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Also, I I read I saw actual videotape at the time they arrested George Floyd, and uh, and the police did their job as they expected. It seems like George Floyd was all but out of control. Uh, out of control. You saw those. Vi- Videos because he was high on drugs or got uh, or or something like that. Yeah, no, they lied to us. I knew that was happening. Yeah. Amazing. Um, where's the guy that said he forgave? Oh, here you forgave your father. Yes. He was at the men's meeting, so he went and forgave his father. He mentioned it this morning. So what happened? <laughs> yeah, I I went to my dad. And you called the show about your mother, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that was a funny story. <laughs> you know what? It was funny because the following day, I was still, I still had that kind of like, you know, uh, that like fear over me. But when I heard it, it kind of like made a mockery of, you, you know what I mean, <laughs> of, of all that fear that I had of her. And yeah. I just was able to, you know, let it go easier. Yeah. But, yeah, when, when I went to my dad, um, it, it, was, it was pretty short. It was only like, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. But when when I talked to him, I just I just said, "Yeah, Dad, I'm sorry," and um, and he's all just sorry for what? Like, yeah. so I just began to tell him. I said, "Yeah, Dad, I I just felt like you. I never saw you as as like the man of the house, and for all the big decisions, I would go to Mom, and um, and like I always wanted to do stuff like yeah, like fellowship with you or like." Go go to like I don't know like a Bible study with you, or like uh, see you as as spiritual head, and uh, and I feel like a lot of the things that you did, you pushed me and my brother down. I was just telling him stuff like, do you remember like when we played catch, like you would just throw the ball really hard, and and I was like real little and I would be able to to get it, but but then like I would throw it and I remember I threw it so hard that he couldn't get to it and, and it hit a like neighbor's car. And he got all mad and yelled at me, and like uh, just I just told him, yeah, like uh, to just to mow the lawn. Like I remember one day I, I couldn't do that. I, I wasn't able. I wasn't strong enough to push it all the way through. And you were like, oh, just never mind. And I just so I just told him like I kind of internalized that like I was never man enough for you, yeah. you know. And and he was just like he he just he didn't really understand that. He goes, man. He goes, well, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> He, yeah. And then I just told him about, like, because I know that he had a messed up family. I know that his mom was, like, I know that he hated his mom. And so I just was bringing that up to him. I was all like, like, Dad, um, do you think that, like, like, it's funny now because I just always have those things playing over and over and over in my head of you, but you don't even know it now. Um, you didn't even realize that. Yeah. Do, you, do you think it's something, like, because... Uh, something that your mom did to you that you were doing that 
And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, you know what, I, I think you're right. Because he was just saying that, that when, when he would come home, that his mom would lock him in the garage and, and he would just be there. And because cause it's like what you said too, like he, he came, uh, he was the, he had a stepfather and, you know, so the mom went after another man. Yeah. And so he was, and he, and he always said he felt like the leftover, like you don't matter. And he said that his mom would tell him stuff like you'll never amount to anything. You never, Amazing. right? And and I just told him like, Dad, don't you think that you internalize that and you just push it on us? And he's all like, Man, he goes, Yeah, I I think that that's what happened. And and he goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, This this whole time I thought that we were doing you guys good by, you know, um, letting you stay and whatever. But but he he was just saying, Yeah, I um, like I, I can I can see that. And he, and he started saying stuff too, like. Like, yeah, like, uh, we were giving you guys, um, for a season and, and then we're to give you up, like, like we're to be stewards over you and then to give you up, like yeah. to let you be. So I was like, yeah, dad, well, well, don't, if I didn't like wake up, like, when would you have told me, you know, that when would you have said that? Like, like, would I be, cause, cause I have from my mom's side, an aunt who she's still living with her mom and she's like, I don't even know, almost 50 now. I said, what if wow. I was like that? And and then he just, he just like, he didn't say anything. I think it's because he started to realize like, wait, like, yeah. And I was just telling him, I was like, dad, I always felt like staying here. I had that resentment building up. I, you, you said that when, when you were locked in the, in the garage, you know, that you had that resentment build up and it was building and building and building. I said, that was like the same thing with me. But I realized that it was a spiritual thing. Like, I just felt, I always had a shame that I was still living with you guys. And he's like, no, it's, that's fine. Like, it's not, I said, no, dad, I'm just, I'm trying to tell you that that shame's good. Yeah. You know, that I wanted to leap. And it's, it was a spiritual thing. It's like when you talk about the spiritual order and it's like, yeah, in that, in what it says in the Bible for the man to leave his parents and that, that's what, that's what I felt was wrong, you know, but, but everyone around me was trying to tell me it's good. And and it's not, you know, and so Amazing. I just told him that, and and he's and he and he, you know what, he just told me he he accepted it so um, so much it was, it was just crazy to see I didn't like have to force anything I was just telling him this and he's like yeah you know what you're right that I I have this friend at work that he and he's you know a Christian guy and he and he said that he would always tell him like Sal you need to go and forgive your mom and. Uh, and he just said, yeah, he goes, for the longest time that he was telling me that. And now that you told me this, like, I can see it now. So he goes, you know what? Yeah, I am going to go to her. Amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to forgive her. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know, sometime in the near future. He goes, yeah. Um, so, That's yeah, man, amazing, it was amazing. <laughs> the child become the parent, the parent become the child. Yeah. And so did you see your mother yesterday or this morning? Um, well, I saw her, but she she couldn't even look me in the eye, man. She, she, she ever since then she has not looked me in the eye. Wow! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you should say, "Look at me, mom." <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah, and it was funny because, like, going to my dad, it was it was really easy. But in my head, I had it like opposite, you know. Yeah. But, but um, right. but yeah, it, it was crazy, man, because. 
I would always be yeah close to my mom or whatever. But now it feels like it's the reverse. Like now yeah. I can go to my dad easy and talk to him. And it's funny because to him, he's just a man like like oh well no big deal whatever yeah. you know. But yeah. going to him like and and telling him and he just told me yeah like you know I'm always here. You can always come to me and talk to me. But but just because I wasn't saying anything like I don't know he just took it like oh everything's fine. But you know when, when I came to him. And told him these things. He just like like I saw the cogs turning. You know, that's amazing, man. <laughs> you help your father find his way back home. Yeah, and the funny thing is that my mom would always like try to do stuff to kind of like manipulate him to like go to church and whatever, and uh, or like have me. I remember being real little and and asking him like, Dad, like like do you want to go to Bible study with me? Um, but but I realize now it's because she had put me up to that, and the, yeah. that's probably what turned him off. But um, but yeah, it was it's just crazy to me that just to tell him and, and just be man to man with him that yeah. he he just saw that you know and and there was no manipulation no it was just you know freely just telling him and it That's clicked amazing. in him yeah. He, well, God said that there would come a day where He will return the children to the fathers, and the fathers to the children. That is happening now, like ninety going north. And so I'm glad you're there to deal with your mother, too. You should move out soon because <laughs> yeah. she's going to figure out how to get you back in that world. <laughs> she's going to bake cakes. <laughs> she's going to lock you in the garage if that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I have my weight set there. Didn't, so. <laughs> didn't you say you, um, your father's mother would lock him in the garage? Yeah. What do you mean lock him in the garage? He, like lock him in there? Yeah, like he would go to school, he would come back, and yeah, he wouldn't even be allowed to go into the house. And he told me, like, it was it was crazy because I would hear stories, like, kind of like from my mom, but that was the first time that he was telling me just stuff. And, and I can see, yeah, that he he was, like, um, you know, you know like, like, kind of emotional about it. Yeah. You know? And it was wow. just crazy to see that because my dad is... You know, uh, you know, man of few words and and all that, but but yeah, when he talked about his mom, he was just thinking about all this stuff because because it got his memory jogging, you know. Yeah. About, and now that he he can see, he can never go back to sleep. Right. He's going to grow from that, even if he doesn't realize it. He will grow from that. That's amazing, man. I like the way Mexicans talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I work with How the homeboys. How you doing, Jesse? <laughs> Hola. <laughs> I went down there to the job, and they were all there. Like, they talk like they're singing. I like that, though. So I may start speaking that way. <laughs> but that's good, man. That's amazing. Yeah. It really is. You're on your way now. Yeah. And so don't be afraid with your mother. Just deal with her like a man. You're not her baby. You're not her child. Right. Right? Yeah, and she's not my God. <laughs> That's right. No woman is your God now. Right. That order is back. Amazing. Yeah. That's a nice story. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse. Um, so I moved to L.A. two years ago to try to pursue the Hollywood thing and got caught up in kind of marijuana and started just spiraling out of control and uh i watched your service the other week and like, this is your first time here yeah first time oh welcome man yeah, thank you what's your name wesley okay wesley yeah. go ahead yeah. so yeah and uh basically i felt uh after I, I felt i hadn't forgiven my mom my dad my dad left when i was an infant my mom raised me and my brother my older brother and i kind of have been i've been a lot i've been very angry towards my mom because i haven't wanted to be stuck in that 
that kind of life with her. Yeah. So I moved all the way. I'm from Florida, so I moved all the way to California, and uh, and then kind of got lost here and and found that I I I had gone on a vacation here with my dad when I was young. So I kind of tried to, I guess, find my dad here, even though my dad's in Florida. But I tried to find that memory. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. He's always yelling, so don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Okay. He yell at me all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. His, yeah. Uh, something happened on his show the other day where the screen went out or something. He started yelling. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what the? But go ahead. I, I get very intense, so yeah, sorry. He, to, all of us. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead. But yeah, so I guess. When James yelled at him, he went. <laughs> keep, it, keep it six feet away. I know how you feel. Six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, but yeah, so I guess my, my question is, um, I was thinking of moving back to Florida cause, to honor my parents, to be close to them. Um, but I don't want to slip back into that mindset and I still want to have the independence that, um, I've, I've had out here. I was just wondering like what, what do you mean moving back to honor them? Because I feel like I've dishonored them by moving like across the country. And why do you feel that way? I haven't really kept in contact with them and I'm kind of a different time zone, different Oh, mindset. Yeah, it's not a dishonor to move away from your parents. You're supposed to move way away, <laughs> and don't let your mother know your address, because she'll move here. <laughs> All right? She won't though. She does but not like California. You should forgive her. Okay. And what it means to honor your parents means to don't hate them, yeah. forgive them for making the mistakes with you, and then move away and have your life. Mm-hmm. And because then you're gonna love them and deal with them in a in a perfect way. And when you love your parents, you love God. Mm. So it doesn't mean to live near them. Okay. And if you live near them, it's because you want to, not out of guilt. Oh, okay. That you're not, you, your mother didn't have you as an investment. Mm. Even though in her mind, she thinks she did. He's going to take care of me when I get old. You're not an investment. Mm. You are to, and what God is trying to do is create love. And he's trying to create perfect love through human beings. So he keep creating generations after generations mm-hmm. in hope that he would, uh, well, not in hope, but that he would create love and we would have peace on earth then. Mm-hmm. You're, that's why you were born, so that he can create love through you. Wow. You weren't born so you could stay home and take care of your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do it once they get old and, and crippled, if you want to, okay. not out of guilt. That's not why you're here. You're supposed to start your own family so that God can create a new generation. Mm. Not to be a, so don't go back. I mean, if you want to go back, <laughs> do, but I wouldn't go back to live unless I wanted to. Okay. You're not going to be yourself if you move back. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I, I think I see myself maybe still as like a, like, I don't know. I, I love it in California. And I, but I just, I feel more lonely. I feel like my mom's been, I guess my, and then maybe this is like the weird part about it is I kind of been my mom's boyfriend growing up. I went to like you shows with her. Yeah. Yeah. And I would get jealous when she would have boyfriends and stuff. Wow. Yeah. And you want to move back to that? I know. No, it's, <laughs> but, but it's, it's in, it's in like the way I talk to her now is kind of like how, how you were saying, it's like, I'm very clear with her, like when she's crossing the line and I'll be very clear, I'm not afraid of her anymore. Yeah. And so in a way, I feel like I want to get back my, my city because I'm from, like, Fort Lauderdale. So I want to get back, like, I want to reclaim my territory in a way. Not in a weird, not in, like, 
Like I want to. I don't want to take. Like I feel like that land was stolen from me in a way. The land was stolen. What land? Like I feel like oh, I was in a Indian? way I was kind of pushed out. Is he an Indian? <laughs> the white man stole your land. <laughs> no, but sin. I feel like sin stole the land. What? Like I feel like I was. I feel like I was. Did like, you own the land? No, 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 no. My, I guess. Yeah, I feel like because my. Yeah. It feels like he's not allowed there anymore. Allowed in Florida? His hometown. His mom took it away. It made it sinful for him. His mother took it away? Oh, so when your mother traumatized you, Mm -hmm. it felt like not only did she take your life, she took your land too? Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. That's the first time I ever heard anything like that. A lot of people run away with serious trauma. That's interesting. And so if you go back and forgive her, have you forgiven her yet? I think so. Did you tell her? Yeah. You told her? Mm-hmm. What did you tell her? I just said I forgive you. I didn't say I forgive you for messing up my life because I thought that was... But I said I forgive you for um, like doing things around me that you sh- that dad should have... Like there should have been a father there to protect me. Why you didn't tell her what it was? Well, I think I said like... Yeah, I mean, I've always tried to shelter her, I guess. I haven't wanted to, like, hurt her. Because you think it's your woman. Yeah. You got to tell your mother the truth so that you can get over that. Just say, hey, you made me your boyfriend. And uh, I said that before. I said that was I felt like evil your for you to do that. Yeah. And she can't help herself, but you got to tell her the truth so you can get over it. If she start crying, fine, whatever, start yelling or screaming or whatever. You just look at her like she's crazy, like you're looking at a crazy movie, and, and, and go live your life. Because God will forgive you. You don't need her to admit anything. Yes. Forgive before you enter into the kingdom of heaven. Forgive, and I will forgive you. Mm-hmm. We, you don't have to apologize for anything. But um, only if you want to go back to Florida. I don't know about the reclaiming the land thing. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was more it? so because I feel like I'm, I'm running in California. Like, I haven't been able to catch oh, my you breath because I'm, like, so sh- – I'm just like, I can't go back there. I can't go back to, like, mm-hmm. to Florida. I don't want to go back to any of that. And in a way, I feel like God is telling me I need to go face it, maybe for a month, maybe for two months, maybe for – I don't know. But I just need to face it. I need to say, like, I've never known home. And I, and, and I was looking oh, for I home see. in California, and I haven't really found it because I feel like so I'm you, running. So you were born in Florida? Mm-hmm. And so growing up, you didn't enjoy Florida. I mean, it's hot, but <laughs> no. But I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't. I never felt like I had a home there because my because I would go back and forth. Mom, dad's mom, dad's my dad got remarried. Oh, I see. And I was always like an outsider, and I was never felt like I was welcomed anywhere. And until I found Jesus, I didn't know what a father was. Right. That's amazing. Well, if you want to go back to see, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I was going to drive back, but my friend who told me about you was going to come out here. We're going to go to your service and then drive back. Um, So do you think God is telling you to go back to the land? I think I asked God if I could go back. What did he say? He said, yeah. You say, God, can I go back to the land? He said, yes. Yeah. Did he say yes up here? Well, he said, why wouldn't you be able to go back? He said that up here. Um, not really. I mean, I just said, like, God, can I... I mean, did God respond up here? It was more of, like, a, an emotion of a little bit of, like, peace, maybe? 
felt a little bit peaceful. So you didn't hear yes in your head? No, because that's the devil. Oh, you know. I, huh? I know. <laughs> no, I don't. It was more of like, God, I'm struggling out here. Can I? Am I allowed to go back to Florida? Is Florida a place where you want me? Is Florida, because I, I was into a lot of bad stuff in Florida, so is Florida a place that I can help heal? And I felt like, I mean, maybe I'm also creating. I don't know if he necessarily said, yes, go. I want you out of California. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I just I feel lost. I feel, so I'm like, I don't know. Where do you want me to go? Do you want me to go to Florida? Do you want me to stay in California? I don't know. And then, and, yeah, I don't want, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, one thing I want you to know, everything that you're looking for is inside of you. Mm. It's not in Florida. It's not in Los Angeles. It's within you. Mm. And so once you forgive your parents, you're going to return to him. And wherever you are, you have perfect peace. Mm. And the only way you're feeling that you need to go back to Florida because you don't have that peace yet. Mm. You're looking in Florida. You're looking here. Forgive your, have you forgiven your father? Yes. I yeah. FaceTimed with him after your sermon oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I would deal with my mother one more time. Okay. Are you able to FaceTime with her? Yeah. I yeah. would do that before I leave California okay. and, and um, see if you still feel that way. Mm. Don't just jump up and go because you'll be traveling up and down the road until you're 90. <laughs> so, because wherever you are is where God is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you can't have peace here, you can't have it in Florida. Yeah. So you should be able to have it here, Florida, Alabama. Do you think it matters about who you're around, though, physically? I mean, what do you mean by that? Like being around, like my whole family's, like my brother, my all, everybody's down in Florida. Oh, so. no. You don't want to be around them. <laughs> no, you're looking for to rest in them. Don't do that. If it's meant to be around mm-hmm. them, it will happen automatically. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't want a comfort zone. So you're supposed to spread out. Mm. And now that you overcome your parents, you should spread out. Mm. You shouldn't be in one place like that. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't look for all that. If it meant for you to be with them, because what's going to happen now that you're awake, you're going to see that your blood family is really not your family. Mm. Your spiritual family, those who have been truly born again of God, is your family. Mm. Not those who quote the Bible, <laughs> not those who go to church and just mm. all that stuff, but those who truly been born again, that's going to be your family. family. Okay. Because your blood family won't be able to identify with you anymore, mm. and you won't be able to identify with them mm. once you overcome your mother. Mm. Okay. So I wouldn't go back there for that reason either. Okay. Are you working out here? Yeah. Give it a little time. Okay. Uh, FaceTime with your mother and just say, hey, I just want to really lay it out for you here. Yeah. And see what happened after that. And you've okay. got to be afraid to say all that, but yeah. you need to say it. Okay. I mean, I have, I did have that conversation with her where, like, I went in. I mean, I, I didn't say, like, you ruined my life. But she kept saying, why are you forgiving me? I don't understand why you're forgiving me. And I said, because of the things that happened. Oh, sorry. The things that happened, they, they were, they were wrong. Like, and you didn't know it. I said, it wasn't your fault. Like, you were in distress because dad left, and it wasn't your fault. But, like, what you did to me hurt me. And and so I did lay it out to her. I, I thought, I mean, yeah, I could do it well, again. Then, are you doing a silent prayer? I tried to practice it once, yeah. What? Suffer. <laughs> Suffer and die. Listen, do the silent prayer okay. so you can stay out of your head. Okay. Do you still listen to your thoughts? No. You, you, you doubt every thought? Yes. Yeah, do the silent prayer. Okay. And just... Give it a, a minute. Okay. 
so you don't run up and down the road. <laughs> all right? Okay. And if you see clearly that that's what you want to do, okay. you'll be able to do it. Okay. But I wouldn't rush up and down the road like that. Okay. So you're working here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I already told my boss that I was going to move back to Florida, too. Tell him you're just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a little time. Okay. All right? Because you'll go back to Florida and you'll realize that's not what you're looking for either. So just give it a little. Do you think there's a lust to to L.A., though, that is dangerous? So what now? Like a lust to L.A., coming to L.A., Holly. Like that was, I think that's what put me in a situation where I got into, where I like got into like, like drug use and stuff because of like the lust of making it in L.A. And in a way, I wanted to like leave that behind. What do you mean the lust of making it in L.A.? Like the Hollywood aspect. Like I I worked, like like I wanted to be an actor when I came out here and I wanted to do all these. And I, so I kind of had this like, this fake dream trying to please my oh, parents. And yeah, so I'm trying to like see it through spiritual lens, but it's hard to like, I don't know, I, I, hard to know where to go now. And it's, oh, I see. Yeah. Are you still acting? No, no, no. You I gave want, that up? I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, If you don't know exactly what to do, stay here until you see clearly what to do. Okay. Uh, uh, it's not good to make decisions when you're not clear about what to do. Okay. So give it a little time. And you will see. Okay. When did you tell your boss, when is your last day at work? It's supposed to be November 1st. November? Yeah. What is, oh, you have time. A couple, yeah. Yeah, give it, give it a little time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But don't move when you don't know what to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so just wait and see. God is with you. He'll show you. Amen. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Amazing, man. Any other questions? Uh, not right now, but I'll come back next week. So. Make sure you do the silent prayer, right? I will. Yeah, stay with that no matter what. I will. So that God can take you out of that darkness, and it'll be amazing what you can see. Yes, sir. All right? Thank you. I'm glad you came. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. Are you dating and stuff? Not right now. Uh, not since this morning? <laughs> since about May, end of May. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, stay with the silent prayer, okay. and uh, you'll see what you do. Okay. Thank All you. All right? Uh, amazing. I saw another hand somewhere. Oh, thank you. Okay. Was it your hand? I thought it was someone else. Oh, okay. Did you have a question or something? Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask your. I wanted to ask your opinion on something. Yes. Um, so, I'm supposed to go to dinner with my brother today, and he's um, he's kind of going through a difficult time in his life right now, and uh, he's involved in some like ratchet rapping and things like that. He does that. Ratchet rapping? Yeah. You mean dirty rap? Yeah, real oh, dirty. Okay. As dirty as it gets. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, he, he goes on stage and he does all the singing and all that stuff. Uh, but then he goes home and he has all these problems with his woman and with, with uh, his kid and things like that. And he's not married or anything. And so, like, to me, it seems obvious, like, that he's singing about doing all this stuff and thinking about it. Yeah. And then he goes home and he has all these problems as a result. And it's like the two obviously don't match up, but I'm not sure, like, should should I, like, I don't want to rub it in his face and then have him not be around anymore. Right. I just, I, you know, I enjoy his company, but, like, I don't, I'm not sure, like, do I have an obligation to tell him that? Like, when you say you have to tell people uh, the wait truth. Wait and see. What's that? Wait and see. Okay. Wait until you're with him. Uh-huh. And if, you know, stay in the present with God, and he will guide you. Mm-hmm. If you need to say something, you will. If not, you just have fun and go home. All right. But wait and see. Don't plan. You should never, ever, ever, but never plan what you're going to say, mm-hmm. what God will have you to say. He will, he will show you. 
All right. Uh, so just wait to see. As long as he doesn't want to borrow any money. <laughs> doesn't he want to borrow money? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Oh, no loan him any money. <laughs> All right. All right. But have a wait to see attitude. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right, thanks. Amazing, yeah. Always wait to see. Really, God is with you, and he'll prepare you. He really will. Wait and see. Uh, I want to ask this young lady. Um, tell me if... Oh, hold on. Uh, amazing. Tell me your first name again. It's Jumana. Um, are you surprised to hear the, uh, the destruction that women cause in a family? Uh, no, not surprised. You're not surprised? <laughs> no, because we <laughs> act out of emotions yeah. uh, more than rational thinking and always driven by emotions. So we make our decisions based on that, and that's where we mess up. Do they know they're doing it? Uh, we know that we're emotional, but not consciously like, okay, I'm being emotional right now. No, not like that. But oh. we know that we are emotional beings, <laughs> do you know basically. it's evil? <laughs> I'm sorry. Women do, are do, evil? Yeah, do women know that emotion is evil? No, they don't. Oh. They don't. We think that this is our, like, gift, right? That we are emotional <laughs> beings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God so, gives to man. Right. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, once, I guess, like, uh, the older I got, basically, is the more I understood that that's uh, the wrong path to take in dealing with things, right? Yeah. To be emotional. But um, still, sometimes it's uncontrollable for us. I don't know if it's hormones or... It's hard for (laughs) women to overcome that. Yeah, it's very hard. Have you gone and forgiven your mother and father? I, uh, I, uh, my mother and father are great. I, they are what? I don't need to, I need to forgive my in-laws. <laughs> your in-laws? <laughs> my in-laws. Oh, you say your mother and father are great? Yeah, they're great. They're perfect? Them, yeah, thank God. They're perfect? God bless them. I love them to death. Uh, and yeah. why don't you like your in-law then? Uh, issues, drama, drama with the family, with the in-laws. Why don't you tell them to stay away? Um, I am staying away. I haven't spoken to them in five years. Oh. And... Um, so it's kind of like hard to see, especially on my kids, because the dad wants to take like my my kids and go visit his parents. I never go. He takes them on holidays and like on Christmas, New Year's. I'm never with them. So my kids feel that like why you don't want to come with us? Why you don't want to talk to grandma and grandpa? And you tell I, them. And I say, oh, I don't want to see them right now. I just try to always brush it off. But my kids are older now; they're understanding. So what I'm having a hard time is forgiving them because I don't feel like they deserve my forgiveness. Of that's how much they hurt me. But if your parents were perfect, why is it hard for you to forgive? You should be perfect as well. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> honestly, it's. Uh, I mean, I've I've got so close to, like, saying, "Okay, let's move on," and. Uh, I backed down last minute. What do you think would happen if you say, okay, mother-in-law, you're crazy. I understand <laughs> it, but I don't hate you for it. And you can't be around my kids. I don't know. I don't know why I'm unable. I've been trying for over a year now. Just to say it. it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> why so didn't you just say it? I wish. I've, I've gotten so close, and I've backed down. And Why? I just. Will she know. beat you up or something? No, no. But she, she, they, they, like, almost got me my like divorce from my husband, their own son, and uh, like to the point where like his sister was telling my husband, "Oh, divorce her, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you marry somebody way better than her." So that's the where, sister's where, love for where him. Where are you from? 
I'm, I'm from Jordan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you that's know, it's a traditional marriage, <laughs> right? Uh, and so, so I'm like, if your sister loves you this much, she would rather you uh, raise your kids in a broken home or bring a, a stranger woman to raise your kids. That's how they love you. That's how much they love you. And so, I like it hurt me a lot. And I was at, a, at some point, I was ready to leave, just take my kids and go back and live with my family in Jordan. And then I, when I just thought about it, I was like, that's how they're going to win if I yeah. break my own family. That's what they want. So I decided to stay and fix things with my husband and, you know, keep my kids, you know, my family intact. And but why so, don't you just deal with them? I mean, just say, hey, your mother's crazy. And when she's <laughs> around, I say, hey, you're a crazy woman. <laughs> why don't you just say it? And, and I used to hate you for it, but now I don't. Right. I, I need to do that. I've been really needed to do that. But do it. I okay. I will try. <laughs> the next occasion. It's maybe. like trying to. <laughs> it's like trying to face Allah u Abba, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> it is. Wow. <laughs> Very tough. That's yeah. not normal to be afraid of someone like that. Um, it's. It, it, there is it's a little bit of fear. It's abnormal. It means yeah. that you don't love them. Well, I used to love them to death. Like I, no, I very, very, them. very, very close to them. You never loved them until they like did that to me out of the blue. I know, but even if they did something wrong, if you truly love them, that wouldn't change. You might not hang out with them, but you wouldn't hate them. So you never I, loved them. I don't really hate them. I just, I just if don't want to be near you'll them. You'll be able but, to stand up to them. Yeah. I the reason you can't speak up because you hate them. If you had real love, you would speak up. I, I think, uh, I think you I, have that I, mama's love. That's not the real deal. Yeah. See, the, I'm acting out of emotion. God's love, there is no fear. Right. Right. And I know this is this is me acting out of emotion more than rational. So yes. that's another thing, which is, I am aware of it, and I know that I need to like pass that. And I've been struggling with it for a while now, since like I've came here the first time too, yeah. and um, I still haven't achieved it. And and. It's. I think a lot of external issues, also like other stresses, other things that play into it. And um, but I feel like the longer it's taking, the harder it's getting to. Yes. So that's right. I, I and she know you're afraid of her. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. She's living off that. Yes, absolutely. You are one hundred percent correct. So face it. So you, at least you would be free. Yeah. Yeah. And then no worry about what happens after that. But you got to deal with them. Forgive them. Yeah. I will try. I promise. You will? <laughs> I will. All right. Thank you. You want to call them now? I can. I don't no. have their phone numbers, though. <laughs> I deleted them. But no, do it. Once you have perfect, once you have perfect love, yeah. you are not afraid of anybody at any time. Never. I don't care who it is. I, I had to take my car to have a checkup, you know, annual to the doctor. And so <laughs> yesterday, it happened as physical. <laughs> or change and all that. And so this guy that was waiting on servicing me was a homosexual. He didn't say it, but I can tell. <laughs> and so he had, at, at this car play, they give you a loaner until you get the car. And so he had this big SUV thing waiting for me, right? And I'm like, well, I don't want that. He's like, oh, no, I thought you would like that. No, I don't like that. He's like, Why? I said, it's too big. I just want a little car to drive around, check it back. And he was trying hard, and then he got mad. So when he got mad, I put my trunk thing on. That said, trunk. 
He really got mad. I said, look, man, I want a small car, and I want it now. He's like, yes, sir. He changed just like that. And the point is, you got to speak up for yourself. Don't let people make you do things that you don't want to do, give you things that you don't want. And if you have perfect love, you will be able to deal with Satan when you run into him. You really will, because you won't be afraid. You will have love working through you. And even in dealing with it, you hope that they can wake up too. It's not like you're against them. It's just that you're not controlled by Satan's children. But you've got to overcome the anger so that that can work. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to do things you don't want to do. You're going to say yes when you really want to say no. Your step-in-law folks going to walk all over you. It's, but God got your back. When you stand, when you have love, he, just like Satan will guide you or destroy you, God will protect you. He will guide you and protect you. But you've got to overcome the anger. And so the guy was like, apologize. And I realized later, I noticed that uh, radical lesbians, they're like real mean. They're like really mean, right? I was thinking about this this morning. <laughs> the lesbians are like really mean. They're meaner than women. They are meaner than the, they are meaner than the homosexual guys and the ladies, right? And then the homosexuals are meaner than the women. Have y'all noticed that? You almost have to knock a lesbian out. <laughs> They're so mean. All color, too, and, and not just the black ones. <laughs> have anybody ever noticed that? I'm like, they so mean. And I think it's because they're so insecure, so they'll put it up a false front so that they can feel better. I think that's what it is. Because I notice when you stand up to them, then they'll calm down a little bit. But if you show any weakness, they'll walk all over you. Especially the lesbians. Uh, anyway. Yes, ma'am. So you got to deal with your mother-in-law. Forgive her, but be honest with her. And everything will change. All right? Yes, James. Any, any questions about that? Are you doing the silent prayer? Well, suffer. Oh, hold on. Where is that about? Uh, is there another mic in here? She needs to, need to see it. You say it's so hard? Yes. Um, uh, I've been trying, but... Um, it's to me to say like sit and be quiet is like, I feel like I'm going mad. Yeah, <laughs> it is so hard to say. So right away I have to like grab my phone and let have something playing in the background, yeah. like either news or music or anything. It's so hard for me to sit quiet. Well, it's not you that's having that trouble. It's the darkness inside of you. It's Satan inside his spirit. And when you are quiet like that, God has taken over, and that's the last thing He wants to happen. So you got to keep you overreacting. But you have to go and forgive your mother and father. Your mother is not a perfect woman. Because this mother-in-law didn't make you this way. You were already that way. And the mother-in-law is bringing out what was already there. Okay. You need to forgive your mother. Okay. So that you can get over that spirit. Then you deal with your mother-in-law in the right way. Right. Because, and then sitting still would be amazing. God's way is easy and his burdens are light. Right. Uh, Joel and I was talking in the studio the other day. How easy life is mind-blowing so easy. And, but you've got to overcome the darkness 
the spirit of Satan. So, like, basically, I get almost, um, like, uh, not stressed out. What's the word? Uh, anxious. anxious. Yeah. From silence around me. It's Beautiful, because uh, Satan yeah. can't handle that. He, he got to keep you overreacting so he can control you. But when you calm down, he cannot control you. Right. And that's why you need to be still so God can take that identity away from you. Wow, okay. So when you're doing it and you start feeling anxious, just relax and let yourself feel that way. The light is shining on the darkness, and it's the darkness that's overreacting. It's not you. It's the thing that made a home in you. Okay. So your mother didn't make any mistakes at all with you growing no, up? No, she did. She, I mean, I'm, I'm sure nobody's perfect, but uh, she, my mom uh, sacrificed a lot for us, too. Uh, she was married at a young age, same thing, uh, yeah. you know, um, traditional marriage. And she came from Syria and uh, to a small village in Jordan. And so um, completely different life for her. Like I, my life when I came here from Jordan, it was completely different. Right. Uh, so it's not easy in the beginning to you know, right. deal with the culture change and mentality and everything. And so um, I am one out of, I have four more brothers. My mom um, came to a family of seven sisters to live in the home with seven sisters and four unmarried brothers too. Oh, and so she came and she was the only one that knew how to like cook. So they all like, so she, she raised everybody basically in the family until they all got married and left. So she lived a hard life. But as Is there one thing you wish she had not done? Um, I wish she would have um, been tougher on us a little bit. Been what? Been tougher on us. You wish she had been tougher? Yes. You wanted more tough? Yes. I wanted her to be more tough. She was too nice? She was too nice. Oh. She was overcompensating on my father's end, basically. Forgive her for that. Yeah. And forgive your father for not being there to help you guys in the right way. Right. Yeah. My dad was super tough and my mom was like, so she went the complete opposite of my dad. Well, forgive her for that. Yeah. And your life will change, and then you can deal with everybody in the right way. Right. But you got to forgive your mother so you can overcome that. And forgive your father for being super tough. Yeah, my dad was really tough. Yeah. Really. In what way was he tough? Because he's, um, uh, so um, his father passed away when he was only one year old. So um, his mother was married to the brother to raise him because she was pregnant also of his brother. So your, your father's mother married? The brother. Uh, because the husband died, so traditionally, so she married. They, she was fourteen, his what mother the? too, and then so so she married. So they made the brother marry her because she was pregnant, right? When he passed away, and so she had seven seven daughters, and then three more. Uh, Where are you boys. from? Jordan. Oh. So I'm not. I'm talking 1920, right? And what a so. Mess, huh? And so my dad was. I thought um, Armenians had right. it bad. So my dad always felt that his stepdad was never a dad to him. Like yeah, that hurt him. Right. Even though he like worked, he was like uh, he raised basically his his uh, brothers and sisters. Right? He was working um, all his life, and uh, so when when the stepdad passed away, he did not leave him any inheritance. He left it for his own children. Right. right? So that hurt my dad so much, even though he had built everything. Yeah. So he felt that. So my dad was always like, we never felt love from my dad, basically. Until now, now that I'm far away, yeah. now I feel like he misses me, that he loves me. Well, let him like know that. you resented that about him. He was too tough. But now you understand, and you're sorry for holding that against him. Yeah. Right? And then that spirit would be taken away from you, and... You can deal with the stepmother right. and the stepfather and uh, in-laws, whatever, in-law fathers and mother, 
and you'll be fine. But you got to start at the beginning. Right. You can't jump over that. Yeah. You got to deal with your parents. I, I mean, I miss them, and now it's so hard. Like to even think that uh, there's no travel, I can't even go see them. Yeah, it's but been that's fine. Heartbreaking for me lately. No, it's fine. Forgive them. Can you FaceTime with them? I do. Yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, FaceTime tonight and forgive them. Okay. And everything would change. You would be happy here, and when you see them, it'd be nice. When you don't, it'll be nice. You have your own family now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So forgive them. Okay. Forgiveness is everything. Because when you judge like that, you're separated from the true God. And so until you forgive, you're not going to be yourself. And yourself would be happy wherever you are. Yeah. All right? So forgive your parents. I will. I will. Thank you. Let me know how it goes. I will. Thank you. Okay. Let me take the call first and then I come here. Yes, James. Okay, it's a biblical question called Pierre from New Hampshire is on the line for the biblical, to answer the biblical question. The, the one from last week? I think so. Pierre, welcome to church. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. I want to say uh, God bless you and God bless everyone that's here today. Thank I've you. Been thinking about, I've been thinking about your biblical question, and it was uh, reminding me of when my first daughter was born. I became kind of, I don't know if it was bad or good, but laser-focused on the role of being a father. And I remember right from the beginning, it's been nothing but uh, trials since the beginning where when she was born, we were at a hospital, and it was a hospital that I had been born in, and we had to be there for three days. And I had told everyone that we weren't going to name our daughter, and it was a shock to everyone in the, in the maternity ward, all the nurses and so forth. They didn't know how to handle such a concept, and they wrote on the, um, the birth certificate, uh, baby girl, and then our last name. And I realized that everyone right out of the gate Right when we're born, everybody is constantly trying to push this idea of the self upon everyone immediately. It was something that I had struggled with, and I didn't know what your thoughts were on that. Um, If you you had any thoughts, I don't know if that triggered anything within you. uh, I'm going to get into that in a minute. I know exactly what you mean. So this, uh, watch this, uh, stay with us. And I want to deal with we'll some do. other stuff in here, then we'll talk about that, all right? All right, have a good day. Thank you. All right, buddy. Um, yes, sir. And then I'll get into my little thing. More calls, too. <laughs> James used to be white. <laughs> He's a tough black guy now. <laughs> okay. Um, I just wanted to add to what she was saying about the, her family over in Syria and Jordan because yeah. I totally get that culture mentality. I have family from Lebanon as well, and I 100% lived exactly what she's been living through. Amazing. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard about what happened in Beirut last week with the massive explosion. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've you know I have family over there, and I was talking to them, and I was I was talking to some of the guys here last week before this happened actually about the culture over there, how it's a huge mama matriarch culture it might look on the surface like super traditional super you know religious all that stuff but beneath the surface it's a mama culture like mama runs things over there and i was it's crazy because you can see the correlation between how that mama mentality is has destroyed what used to be a pretty good country over in the middle east and you see everyone all the men are emotional now like 
I'm, I'm talking to my cousins over there and, and, you know, the men, the men are like crying and it's like, you guys have to be the ones that are not crying. You have to be the ones that are like, like laser focused and using your logic. And they're like, Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. I'm like, you guys are becoming the women. Like, stop it. Like, you know, my one cousin who does get it, he's a doctor over there. He's like the second it happened, he he drove straight to the hospital and just got right to work. And I'm like, I'm like, you gotta be like that. Like he's, he's just like, all right, something happened. Just deal with it. Stop. So what do your parents think about, your family think about you now and that you've changed from that? <clears throat> um, oh, I, I, I did the forgiveness thing about a year ago, and it was, it was interesting. I, I, um, my mom, she's American, but still, it's, it's, it's all the same because she tried to be the matriarch of, of our family, and it all tried to start with her. But my dad, my dad pushed back a little bit, but it was always kind of a battle between them uh, as far as, like, who's in charge. But. It's funny when I did forgive them. It was after I started listening to you, and I kind of had the playbook ready to go. And I forgave them both to their face together. I laid out what what went wrong, and you know how I resented them, and then I let it go. But the funny thing was, about a week later, I got a call from my mom, and she was like, "Hey, I just want to. I was thinking about what you said, and it was you know I really respect it. But it's like, just do me a favor in the future. Uh, if you have any issues like that, just come to me." <laughs> <laughs> You come like, to you. Yeah, and I was like, no, I, I said what I had to say to who I had to say it to, and she's like, and but I saw it, I saw the the the, the Satan working through her. Yeah. She was doing it, and I, yeah. all, all I could do is just sit there and watch and laugh because I I had the playbook. Right. On. I saw what she was doing. I was like sitting there watching a movie. Yeah. I was like, it's it's not happening, mom. It's like <laughs> right on, man. But yeah, so I love that. And mm-hmm. ladies, this is for you. You have to forgive mama too because you acted like mama. You become like your mother. And you, uh, this spirit, it passed on from generation to generation. So you got to get over your mother's because you're not yourself. Really, you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. She's not just doing it to the guys. She's doing it to the, the girls, too. All right? That makes sense, ladies? All right. And just yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up. But like, just just like I said, like it, it has the potential to destroy countries. Like this, I believe it. Yeah. So it's like it's yeah. not just something that's messing you up in the home. Like it can mess up an entire country, the whole world. Yeah. So like I see it every time I turn on the news. Literally, yeah. I'll, I get calls from around the world. It's the same spirit everywhere. It's that's fun- what it is. It's funny. All these news coverage of it all. They're like they're talking about this political party, that prime minister, this blah blah blah. I'm like, no, it's it's nothing has has nothing to do with that. That's right. It has nothing to do with po- political stuff. It's all about who's running things in the home. Yeah. Because all these politicians are going to leave their houses and go out into the world, and you know do what they do and screw everything up if they're if they're yes. coming out of a broken house. You know. Absolutely, man. That's why y'all got to run for office. We need real children of God running out of government. Otherwise, it's over. It's really over. Uh, let me take a call, Mark, and then I'll come to you. Okay. All right. Next call is Diana in San Diego. She wants advice on inner anger, inner anger a psycho roommate, and mess. Diana in San Diego. Diana, welcome to church. Hello. Hi. Um, is on pot? My issue is so... Um, uh, I have a roommate that had bipolar, um, and she told me this when she moved in. And she, she told no you that when she was gay. Oh, when she moved in, she told you what? She told me that she was a lesbian and I thought she said she was gay. bipolar. <laughs> They're all laughing. But why'd you let her move in? 
Um, because she was she works around the corner at Seven Eleven, and she was working at Vaughn. That's not a reason to let her in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just thing like let her move in. She, she's working around the corner. I need someone to destroy you. <laughs> okay, come on in, Satan. <laughs> and so, what's the deal right now? Right now, she had another. Uh, she has not been taking her medicine since May, so she had another episode. You said, "What did she say?" Oh, tell her she got to move. <laughs> Hello? I'm here. Give her a month's notice. She has to go. But she's been here for almost two and a half years, and when she's on her meds... You can't take that risk. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other church like this, right? So she still have to go. She got to move. Otherwise, she's going to destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I have a, I have a nice home. <laughs> you won't have it for long. Well, since he's been gone, it's been peaceful. Yes, of course. The darkness and the light will not get along. So she has to go, all right? Okay. I was thinking that maybe if she got back on her meds. No. Give her a second Don't take that risk. Okay. So give her a notice, tell her she got to go. All right. Let me know how it goes, all right? I will. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. God bless you. You guys and ladies got to understand we're dealing with darkness and light, and they don't mix. The light is trying to win, and the darkness is trying to win. All right? So when you see this stuff, you got to take action. Don't let Satan say, oh, but let her get on her meds. He's setting you up for destruction. You know what I mean? Yes, Mark. All right. Let me talk to Martin and then I'll take it. I was going to see if you agree, um, after listening to you for a while. Uh, I was going to see if you agree with what I was saying after listening to you for a while. I hear a lot of people say, oh, it's the Middle Eastern culture. It's the black culture. It's the Mexicans. It's it's uh, the Irish women. No, no. It's the Venezuelans, man. It's the Colombia. And right. it's like they're all the same. The same spirit. It's like everyone thinks that everywhere else in the world is functioning super well and there's no problems. But only in their particular yeah. situation, there's this controlling thing and you don't understand. We have history. and No, it's happening around the world in all cultures. Really. It just some seem to be a little... Like, I used to think the Mexican mothers were bad. Now I'm thinking her folks are bad. <laughs> it's the same spirit, really. All over the world, it's the same spirit. That's why we must be born again. All have sinned, must be born again. All right? Um, yes, James? Garrick. You're right about that, Mark. 
Garrick in Memphis, Tennessee is on the line, wants to know how to have faith during these times. Garrick. Garrick, welcome to church. Hi, Jesse. How's it going? All is well, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I just um, I just got on a YouTube platform, and um, I didn't, you know, I didn't know you was a preacher, so it's good to know that. Um, so my question to you is that there's so much stuff going on right now. It's like, um, how do you how do you how do you stay spiritually strong through all the the chaos that's going on in this world? And there's so much things going on it's just you know, your mind is going in the whirlwind with everything going on right now yeah how yeah. do you how do you strengthen yourself up spiritually with all this good question amazing question Chris, hold on christina want to answer it first and then i have my two cents she's jumping up and down <laughs> so if you were walking down the road you saw him and he asked you that what would you say i would say wow you really got to check out jesse lee peterson what no, the? no, I would, I would, no, I would tell him to do the uh, the silent prayer, and I would have a really um, poor way of explaining it. You know, just sit down and be quiet, <laughs> and then I would refer him back to you. What? The? <laughs> what would you say to him in the white shirt there? The young lady, yeah. I don't think I have a better answer than that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, sir. Oh. This your first time here? It's my first time here. Oh, what's your name? My name is John. Hey, John. Welcome, man. It's great to meet you. So, thank you. What would you say to him? Well, I would say, you know, if we were spiritually focused in Christ like we were supposed to be, you know, we wouldn't have time to get uh, get sidetracked. Um, you know, if we were uh, in prayer, um, daily devotion, um, you know, we're praising God and, uh, you know, we're doing God's work, then, uh, you know, all the all of the rest of this stuff, I mean, it, it affects us, but it's it's really inconsequential. So, uh, you know, you just, you focus on the basics. Uh, you, you, I mean, yeah, you, you stay focused on God. Okay. Did you want to, yeah, okay, what were you saying to him? I'd say it's what, Garrick? Is yeah. I'd say Garrick. First of all, relax. Yeah, I'm here. Relax. Get to know yourself. And look at yourself and say, do I have any anger, resentment, bitterness, or hatreds towards anyone? And if the answer is yes then you need to forgive. And when you forgive, you'll be born again, and you'll have perfect peace so that you'll, you'll see this, this uh, hurricane of stuff, this chaos around it, but it won't affect you because you'll be in the eye, in God's eye. In the, so there could be a storm going on around us, but you won't have fear. You'll have peace. You'll be able to relax, and God will guide you what to do and when to do it. Does that help? That helps a lot. That helps a lot. I do have some some resentment to certain people. I gotta let that. I gotta let that go. Why haven't you gone and forgiven? I, it's it's complicated. Um, certain people did certain things that I haven't fully let go, and I I need to let that go. I need to let that free. But why you haven't gone it, at the moment you saw that? Why did you go and take care of it? A little bit of fear and, and just maybe a part of me just wasn't ready to just fully let it go yeah. for whatever reason. It's amazing that it's fear and anger, huh? And that's yeah, why God said there is no fear in perfect love. Perfect love cast out fear. Um, yeah, go and forgive. So the way I see so far, the way I see what's happening is absolutely amazing. 
I'm like, wow, the children of Satan is busy. They are lying to us. They're conniving. They act as though they don't know that they're lying. They're like, we don't want to have a debate between the two presidents. I mean, between Biden and don't we know you're trying to cheat? <laughs> they like, oh, no, we, the Chinese virus, right? But and then they try to lock us down forever. They'll starve us out. And, and they think that we think we don't see that they don't love us. They act like they're looking out for us, right? When they're really using us trying to gain power and wealth. It's not about love at all. But they act like they don't think we see it. And the unfortunate thing is some people don't see what's happening. That's unfortunate. But uh, go and forgive so that when these times come, you'll be in the world but not of it. These things would be happening around you, but it wouldn't be happening to you. You'll be fine. But you must forgive. Because when you are born again of God, when you're truly born again of the Spirit of God, there is no fear. So no matter what, it doesn't matter what's happening around you, they'll be running and crying and afraid and wearing masks and doing all that. But you will be calm because you know God is with you without even thinking God is with me, right? It's just that now that you've been born again of his spirit, you naturally live that way. You don't have to go around, quote, praise the Lord or anything, right? You're his son. You're his daughter, so while the world is going mad and look like it's falling apart, Satan will say to you, oh, the world falling apart. But you know his voice, so it wouldn't matter. And you know that you'll be fine. There are so many opportunity out, opportunities out there right now for the son of God, uh, the children of God. It's not even funny. But if you're tripping out, you're not going to see. So you need to stay calm, overcome the anger so you can stay calm. And while they're running around crazy, you need to buy up their land. And when they come to their assistance, now they have to pay you rent. You know what I'm saying? There's so many opportunities. And so God is always looking out for us. You're not a part of this stuff that's happening out here. You're living from within. All right? So go and forgive and you'll be fine. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome, buddy. Um, did I? Yes, ma'am. I got a quick comment for Diana. Okay, hold on. I got a comment for Diana who called about her roommate a few minutes ago. Yes. Um, I also had a psycho roommate, you know, like I would suggest like maybe even she should just start looking for a place quietly right now and just move out like as soon as possible. She should move out. Yeah, I think no, it's, it's her house. Hmm. She got to go. Oh, OK. That's fine. Yeah. Don't let her put you. Don't let Satan put you out of your own home. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. No, she has to go. Oh. Just do it in the right way so that she doesn't get attacked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's her, she said that was her home, so oh, okay. she should go. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, oh, yes, sir. I don't think it matters, but I think she's right. I think she brought on the roommate to have the nice place. And what she's saying is get your own place don't have a roommate so you can have a nice place he brought on a roommate to have a nice place yeah so you pay half but there are other people out there looking for a room sure but maybe she's like i don't want to lose my place so i don't want to lose this roommate and it might be better to say i like my beautiful place but it's better for me to just live alone and deal with my own stuff no of- i mean 
it's best that she know what to do for herself in the situation, right? Because she's in the situation. But I would say, you know, roommate, you got to go. You kind of crazy. And I got another roommate lined up, and you got to go. Yeah, there's no, there's no right now, there's no what? Right. Yeah, I know. But I wouldn't move. I mean, if I would have to be in the situation. Sure. But we got to stop running. I just think if I was in that situation, I would see that I was wrong for taking on a roommate so I could have a nice place. Right. And I would just get my own place and not be in anyone else's business anymore. Well, we really don't know what we would do until we're in the situation. Right. Sure. That's why she needs to know for herself. Because if I'm in this situation and this lady got a gun on me, I'm moving. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like, bye. But I have to be in this situation. That's why we need to wake up so we can see what to do. All right. Um, where's James? Uh, he left. So let me do it. Did I get to everybody? So, Oh, any questions for me, man? This is your first time here. Um, Take the mic for me. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't have anything right now. Okay. Uh, po- possibly, possibly a little later. Okay. Uh, Steve and I were arguing about uh, whether or not I had properly forgiven my parents. And uh, I was going to argue I did, but now uh, listening to everybody else, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a complicated situation, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold off for a second, if you don't mind. <laughs> All right. Well, go and forgive, man. You, this is your first time too, right? Any question? Uh, no. What's your name again? Uh, is this on YouTube? I'd rather not say my name. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, right. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, I, I met I'm good yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DMV. And the DMV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No questions? Uh, no. No, okay. I'm, I'm right. grateful listening to all this. Is this your first time? Oh, this is your first time? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, what's your name? John. John, any questions about anything? Not that I can think of right now. You know, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah. You went in for game and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. Good. For sure. All right. Good. Um, this morning and over the week, you know, especially with all this stuff going on, I noticed that the intellectual people, those with degrees and things, you don't need a degree. All of you who have degrees, you need to turn them in <laughs> and get your money back. Really. You have a better chance. I noticed that the intellectual people are so dumb. They're like so dumb. And they call themselves experts. I have the best experts on this side of heaven. These people call themselves experts. And all their solutions to things are dumb. All it does is create other problems. Just think about this. You would go to a, a counselor. Let's say you're depressed or you're tripping. You go to a counselor for help, right? And instead of helping you, they give you medication. How is that going to solve a problem? It's not a physical pain that you're having. It's a spiritual pain. They are not able to help you, but because they have degrees and because they claim to be expert, you give them your money. And then they act as though they think we don't know anything. Like they're doing all the thinking for you, telling you how, when, and where. And they only want one point of view out there. If you disagree with them, they get mad. And a lot of people shut down because they're mad. They don't know how to deal with these people. But people with degrees are messing up the whole world. They're destroying families. They're destroying relationships. They're destroying men. They're destroying everything. And women, too. They're destroying women. 
They don't have, they got all these degrees, but they are dumb. Really. Even, and it's not just liberal or Democrat, I mean liberal or Republican, it's both parties. Both experts, the psychologists, the psychiatrists, they're all crazy. So I say that because you guys need to start thinking for yourself. You got to, because they act like you don't know anything. And it's the same way with the preachers in the churches. They'll preach you the Bible until the cows come home. And now you go around quote the Bible. And your life is still miserable. You still have fear. You still have doubt. You, relationships are not working. But you know the Bible. Because the preacher taught you the Bible. The preacher is not supposed to teach you the Bible. They just make you an intellectual nutcase. You are, you would think that if these people had love, they would point you back to the source that guiding them. Why would they want to stay over you and control you? They, they, they should want you to be independent. I want you to be independent thinkers. The same God that, that uh, woke me up, he'll wake you up and guide you. And so when people speak and when they say things, let it go in one ear and out the other. Neither believe it or doubt it. And then the Holy Spirit will show you what's right, what's true. But don't act like that because they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. And they'll tell you, especially with this Chinese virus thing, they'll tell you, oh, you should listen to the experts. And the experts are all over the place. And they're lying to you. They're like lying to you. They don't know anything. And the information that they have is the same information that uh, they got it from some other expert. And that expert trying to figure it out. And they're holding you in captivity for personal gain. You got to grow up and stop listening to people. You're you're smarter than a person with a degree. Anybody here has a degree? All right. Sorry. (laughs) Take it back and get your money. Really. Um, There is a right way to teach. It, It is. But they don't know that right way. They're just feeling your ego. That's all they're doing, and they make you feel important who you're really not. You're not important. Nobody is. But they make you think that. And if you tell them the truth, they get mad. They go off on you and everything. So stop letting them control you like that. Start speaking up for yourself. Go to God. He will guide you. He will show you all things. All things. And so when you go to a speech or whatever, let it go in one ear and out. When you're talking to one another, don't hold on to the information. You've grown. You're adults. The intellectual, are, no wonder they charge so much for the education because they wanted to make it seem important. I remember when I was in high school, they would say, oh, you got to finish high school or you will not get a job. And now they're telling you, you got to finish college. Or you will not. It's a lie. It really is a lie. If you notice, most of the people doing well in life are the ones that, who did not go to college. What's an old Tesla's guy? What's his name? Did he go to college? Yeah, I don't think he went to school. He did. Well, he act like a man with some common sense. <laughs> you got it all inside of you. God did not leave you empty. You are his sons and his daughters, and everything you need is already there. 
but you just have to return to the Father so he can guide you. All right? But don't listen. And I wrote down something that they said. Don't, I forgot what it was, but don't listen to them. Watch them, observe them, and you will see how they are liars. And then if you disagree with them, they'll shut you off. They only want one point of view. They only want the lie out there. They don't want the truth because they have a hidden agenda. Medication will not solve spiritual issues. It won't. It may calm you down. You'll be like a, a zombie, but you're still crazy. That didn't solve the problem. Forgiveness solved the problem, not medicine. Only thing the medication does is it's like hold your limbo, and if you don't take it, you go out shooting someone because now you can't deal with reality. But they are lying to you, folks. You're smart. I used to tell the blacks that about Jesse Jackson and all those people. Those people don't know anything. You don't have to go to them for information. Look within yourself or go read a book yourself. They don't know anything, but they set themselves up as your leader. The preachers do the same thing. Oh, the Lord told me to tell you. God is not that dumb. <laughs> if God wants you to know something, he's going to tell you. He's not going to call the preacher, hey, Jesse, tell, tell Leroy I said. <laughs> oh, Lord, Leroy, the Lord told me to tell you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the preacher lying. God is with you, and he loves you. He created you. He's with you. You don't need no one to tell you. All right? There's nothing wrong with conversating with people, but let it go in one ear and out the other so you can know for yourself. All right? Did I see your hair in the blue shirt? I, I did not. Oh, okay. you were just doing this? Yeah. Oh. All right. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, no man is good. I mean, I'm well. I'm well. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question. Okay. Did you um, enjoy the Roger Stone interview? The Roger Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I like that interview. Yeah. It was dope. It was amazing. Yeah. You're right about that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me take you and then the phone call. And then we got to get to the biblical question, and then we got to wind down. Yes, sir. Joe, well, can you tell them how easy it is? Do you remember that conversation? But go ahead first. Well, I want to follow on from what you're saying is, is when you're born again, God will show you the scriptures when it's the right time for you they to see. They come alive inside of you. Yeah, I, I had that experience last night. I, I mean, I invited my friend John here, and we were. he was asking me, I was talking to him about forgiveness, and he goes, well, what in the scripture, what scripture can you give me? So I quoted out of Matthew, and then I went back and I said, well, I, he's, I know he's coming tomorrow, so I go, I got to read some scriptures up and so i was doing that and it was like a light went on that what you were saying or you've been talking about but it came alive through the scripture so I, it, when he when in matthew five twenty five, when he's so I, I quoted uh when you bring your gift to the altar and you find you realize that your brother has something against against you. First, leave your gift and then go and be reconciled to your brother. Yeah. Then come back and give your That's gift. That's right. So reconciled, spiritually reconciled through forgiveness. And then I saw because in that same chapter. Oh, that's uh, enough. <laughs> you no, got to give us I, another scripture. No, I'm just 
this it was because this was the 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 point of at five nine where it said said in the Beatitudes five nine he goes, um, blessed are those who are peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Well, it's spiritual peacemakers. Go yeah. and forgive. That's right. And then you have made spiritual peace with your parents, with your brother, with your sister. You are a spiritual peacemaker, and then you shall be called sons of God. You will be born again and become a son of the God. One thing I know for sure. It's amazing. No man, no woman love his father and his mother until he forgive. Mm-hmm. When you forgive your mother and then you're born again other father, then you love him. Other than that, you don't love your parents. Because you're in a fallen state, you're falling away from love, you can't love them. But once you forgive, then you love them. You love them with the real love, not that emotional love. And you do if you want to do, you don't if you want, don't want to. It's amazing. But when people ask me something, then they're like, what scripture does that say? I don't even want to tell them. <laughs> well, the- because what it does, they still don't believe it. Right. They just believe that intellectual belief. It's not going to change them. Just because you quote a scripture to them, it's not going to change anything. They just believe it intellectually, but not spiritually. That's also what I, the point I wanted to make was that I saw that I've seen that scripture hundreds of times, but now I finally got it. Right. I, when I have a quote a scripture, I'm stunned that I know a scripture. <laughs> like what the. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I knew that. (laughs) I know scriptures that I didn't even read about because it's inside of you. The word made flesh is inside of you. Really. You know it. Everything you need to know, everything you want to know, everything you are, it's already in you. And that's why the Bible leads you back to yourself. Look within. The kingdom of heaven heaven is at hand. Everything you are is in there. But you, you're going to live it. It's going to be amazing. Are you able to tell us how amazing it is? No, it's just crazy realizing that if you just stay out your head about it and just have faith. I think that's the hardest thing is the lack of faith makes you want to do everything to try to figure out how to work, make it work, you know, whatever effort you feel that you can put in. But if you just stay out your head, it's, you don't have to do anything. There's nothing that we have to do. As a matter of fact, when you're out of that darkness of your imagination... The only thing that is left is faith. You can't help but have faith. You can never doubt. The only way you can doubt is you believe a lie. If you don't believe those lies, those thoughts, you can never doubt. Even with what's happening right now, and Satan trying to make you see how bad things are, he wants you to be afraid. If you don't listen to those thoughts, you would never doubt. Adam doubted God when he listened to the thought. He listened to the woman. Before that, he was just one with the Father. He wasn't in his head. But if you stay out of your head, you can never doubt. It's impossible. And you will only have faith. You won't feel it, taste it, or touch it, but you will have it. Isn't that amazing? Just doubt, no matter what's happening. So when your husband come home late, don't let say to you, oh, he's out there, another woman. <laughs> and then you try to doubt it, you try to doubt it, and he keep telling you, oh, he, look what time it is. And you look, first mistake. <laughs> when he tell you, look at your clock, don't look. Because he'll get you doing another thing and another thing. And Mark will come home and you're like, 
Oh, where were you? <laughs> oh, I, I was out at the boat. <laughs> you and who? I want to go to the boat sometime. All I have to do, I'm just at home pregnant. You at the boat. And Satan's like, yeah. And he was having fun. Did you have fun? Now, Mark, if he's over, if he doesn't have fear, he would say, oh, yeah, I had a ball. But if he's afraid, he was like, nah. (laughs) He had a blast, right? But he was like, nah, it wasn't that much fun. (laughs) So he could keep peace. Doubt every thought about everything all the time. All right? That's why you should do the silent prayer so you can never get in your head about anything. It's going to blow your mind. God is with you, but he's a quiet God. Yes, sir. Did you have your hand? Yes. Oh, okay. You notice how the Mexican and the black sit down as soon as... Oh, uh, the Mexican. Oh, as a matter of fact, Joel told me before the meeting. <laughs> Can I tell him? <laughs> Joel's like, Jesse, can you tell Esteban not to sit down? I'm like, what? Every time he do one person, he goes sit down. No, we have to wait, right? Huh? I, I tell him all the time, but he don't listen to me. So I said, Jesse, could you down. tell him yeah. to stand up and pass Antibon, the mic? stand up. All right. Uh, look, doesn't that sound lazy? All right. Okay, yes, sir. Um, wh- how do you think it, uh, personally that, why do you think that God allows us to, like, see reality, like, through this way only and not get a glimpse of like the spiritual life like vividly you know to be able to see what we're up against i'm sorry repeat that uh why does god allow us to see this like spiritual uh not spiritual realm but this reality only and not be able to see like the other side to get a glimpse of what we're like dealing with well when you are born again of god you do see the other side it's amazing but when you're I, I not like born we, again, we, I you feel can't like we, see the spiritual side. But not like the way we see like human beings. Like, how come we're not able to maybe like see like the spiritual beings to see what we're up against to know like those who are like speaking to us? Oh, like so, why do why do you think personally that God allows us to see this way uh, only? Why He allow you to see? Yeah. In the physical? Yeah. Only? Yeah. Oh, because you're in a fallen state. You're in darkness, you must be born again. Because you were born through the mother, you're born in sin. You're born in a messed up family, an angry father, an angry mother. Mm-hmm. And so you fall away. As little kids, you do see. But the moment you're traumatized by the mother, most of the time it's mother, sometimes it happens to the father too. But the moment you're traumatized, you go to sleep. You can no longer see. Do you, I always thought this kind of like played out in movies only. But do you think that's the reason why, like, a lot of kids always say, Mommy, I just saw this in my room, or I just saw yeah. this, or whatever, and they're able to see, like, ghosts or it. whatever it is? Absolutely. But they always show that in movies only to make it seem like, you know, the kids are just crazy. Right. Or they're just in, like, imagination. Because they're blind and they can't see. That's why parents have to be perfect, 
so they'll be spiritually with God. So when kids experience those things, they'll be able to tell them how to deal with it. Right. Because kids are innocent. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. But if the parent is dark, if they're angry, they can't see. So they'll make you feel afraid of it or they'll make you think you're crazy. No, nothing there. When you really do see what you see. Mm -hmm. What what about those people who see dead people? I see dead people. (laughs) (laughs) What about them? Well, they say they're able to, like, you know, when you, I don't know if they're, like, fortune tellers. I don't know what they are, but they say that they're I would stay away from them. (laughs) If you start seeing dead people, I just wouldn't go around them. Mm -hmm. When they invite you to dinner, just say no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Because that doesn't sound right. I'm going to have to interview someone like that to see what's up with them. Honestly speaking, yes. Well, that's yeah, it, though. we got to get someone on the, radio, on the radio show that see dead people. <laughs> you see dead people? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I want you outside the building so I can ask. <laughs> I don't want you to leave the dead people behind. But we'll talk about it. Do you really see dead people? Basically, yeah. Uh, Oh, man, then we got to get to the biblical question. You see dead people? What do you mean? Well, ever since I was really young, I've been able to see alternate dimensions and things uh, just while with my normal eyes and things just appear, and then I'll be able to go into different dimensions while I'm laying down, and my body will just leave out of my body. And Are you afraid of what you see? I used to be very, very, very afraid of it, and it actually would torment me uh through nightmares and yeah. stuff like that but only recently while i was uh going down the list of all of my bitternesses and all the things i had to forgive about uh it actually it actually vanished away for me the fear of it but for some reason i'm still able to have these certain visions and i'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly and why you, say you but, leave your body sometimes yeah right at and why do you time. leave your body? Well, I have no idea at first, but I, I think that it's because that is where your natural spiritual being is. It's outside of this. I wouldn't leave my body dimension. if I were you. <laughs> I don't do it intentionally. Because you could be re- uh, re- replaced. Yeah. Another spirit can make a home in your body while you're out there looking around, <laughs> looking for some pot. <laughs> I stopped smoking pot, and it actually got got uh, got more intense when I stopped. Yeah, and you and that's over- what was a fear. Uh, I actually smoked pot in order to stop it from happening. Overcome your anger, it'll stop. It really will. I I know some people like that. They used to see things, and I said, "Look, just overcome the anger because you have that darkness, and you're drawing all that stuff onto you, right? But overcome the anger, and then the light will prevent the darkness from taking over like that." But you got to overcome the spirit, the spirit of anger. All right? Are yeah. you doing the silent prayer? I have been doing the silent prayer. Every day? Yes. Okay. Stay with that. And uh, forgive. You'll be fine. But don't leave your body if you can help it. I will make sure not to. Okay. Did you have a, a question for me? I, I know last, sun, last uh, Sunday you were here for the first time. Your brother. Yeah, right there. I'm glad you're back, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my name's Brent. I really don't have a, a question, but I appreciate all the dialogue. It was very okay. interesting. Anything you disagree with? 
I mean, I, I think everybody has their own, you know, personal viewpoint and perception. And sometimes for me, I don't completely resonate exactly with everything that's said, but at the same time, I'm not in that person's situation. So it's kind of hard for me to speak and say, oh, yeah, well, that's right or that's wrong. Oh, okay. um, but, no, I'm glad to be back. Well, I haven't you... done the silent prayer. I know you're going to ask that. You have not? So I have not. Suffer. I, but I have the card I have the card in my wallet, so uh, oh, I just need to pull it up and check it out. Um, give, give it a try. Give it okay. a try at least. And let me know what you think. Okay. All right. All right. But glad to be back. I'm glad you're here, man. And your brother's amazing. That's your brother, right? Brother in Christ. What? Brother in Christ. Oh, brother in Christ. Oh. Okay. I'm glad, I'm you, glad you remember here. we leave our families and become united to other brothers That's and sisters right. in Christ? Yeah. Absolutely, man. There we go. All right. That's what I was telling you. Your real family is a spiritual family. Not the ones just quote the Bible, but the ones that have truly been born again. What if your, your blood family is also spiritual? Then you will move. <laughs> What do you mean? Like if your mom is also born again. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, if if your mother were born again, if my mother is she also would be spiritual, your spiritual sister. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the last one. Okay. Yeah. J- Joseph is in Vermont, and he want he doesn't think that he forgave correctly and wants advice. Joseph. Welcome to church, Joseph. <laughs> what the? Thanks, Jeff. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks, Jesse. You're welcome. Uh, um, I I just uh, I, I forgave my mom when I was still smoking pot, and um, and then I quit smoking pot, and it I suddenly realized that I still had all kinds of anger, and I told her I think I was wrong when I said that I forgive you. I think in truth I I still hate you, and um, <laughs> it's just easy to say I forgive you. You know, when you're smoking pot, it's easy yeah. to say, "Oh, don't I'll go and forgive when you high." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to be aware of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so so I was just wondering, like, do I need to like forgive her all over again? Or? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This time, you don't want to be high. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Thank all you, right? Jesse. Okay, buddy. Um, is this your first time here? Right behind, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, what was your name? Young Jin. Young Jin? Yeah. A- any question for me? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. Anything you disagree with? Uh, kinda. Okay. In some ways, I guess. Like what, for example? Just that, uh, I guess it's, it's maybe the viewpoint on the relationship between a son or a daughter and uh, parents. What do you disagree with about that? Well, I, I don't know if I, if I disagree. I just kind of have disagreeing, th- initially disagreeing thoughts towards it. That like, like what, for example? Uh, just that I guess that the mother in some ways is like evil and needs to be, like the relationship needs to be more uh, formal or secular. In terms of, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I can't. I, I had it. It just it left me. Oh, okay. If it come back, let me know. Okay. All right. Any other questions about anything? No, no. I'm glad you're here. Okay. How did you find us? Uh, my friend Sebastian. Oh, good. 
Right yeah. on. Well, yeah. if anything pop up, feel free to ask me. Okay. Okay. Um, so here's my biblical question. What does it mean to be yourself? What does it mean? We're going to do five minutes on this because the time is uh, winding down. Uh, Derek, what does it mean to be yourself? That was my biblical question this week, folks, this past week. Um, just like the, you know, being born, when you're born, that you're, you know, with God, that state. To repeat that, I'm sorry. When you're born and you're in that that state, you know, before you've been traumatized, that's being yourself. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this young lady right here. Isn't this a good question? It's and a really Samuel good question. Samuel is jumping up and down to answer <laughs> it. shows. Yes. Okay, so I was thinking about what does it mean to be Are yourself? You yourself? Um, I know what I'm not. So, like, I'm not an angry woman. I'm not all these other things. So if I, if I am myself, then I'm going to mess it up. Like I'm not going to be the person that I am. Which so is, are you saying you're not yourself? No. Who are you? Um, I need to identify with Christ, and that's who, who I want to be. I don't, and so yeah. you, what does it mean to be yourself? Well, I, I think about what I'm not. Like I'm not, like I said, what I don't want to oh, be. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you think about what you're not. Yeah. You're not angry. You're not. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. And what does that mean to you? It's that I don't want to be myself because it's, it's I'm I do more damage if I think I'm. So do you think I try you to be were that myself. angry person? Yeah. That wasn't you. Yeah, that's true. That's a spirit that made a home in you. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that, but I did think about the question and I, yeah, it helped me to think that I just want to identify with Christ because that's who's going to lead me and guide me. Because if I try to think I could do it on my own, then I'm going to mess it up. Okay. What does it mean to be yourself? Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it means to be set free, to be born again, so that the only thing influencing you is the Holy Spirit and you don't have the darkness telling you what to do anymore. Are you yourself? But most of the time, I still have some bad habits that I have to overcome, but I think, yeah. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not? Oh, okay. What does it feel like to be yourself when you are yourself? Yeah, it really feels great. I feel like I don't have any doubt or fear. I don't question myself. I just act. You know what I mean? It's nice. So why don't you stay there? I'm trying. Sometimes my emotions get the better of me. You know, like something will happen. It'll remind me of a time in my past when I felt or did a certain thing, and then I'll fall back into that. But I'm trying to break that. Are you doing the silent prayer? Every day. Oh, good. What does it mean to be yourself in a white T-shirt? I didn't hear the question last week, so I'm just kind of marinating on it right now. Oh, okay. I I feel like... uh, there, what first comes to mind when you ask that question was something in popular culture where it's sort of glorified to express yourself, and that makes me cautious about answering that question okay. um, in terms of uh, in terms of me being comfortable being myself because I feel like uh, I'm fallen, 
And right. uh, so I, I think about it a little bit more. Uh, the, you're finishing on this because you're going to a new biblical question, though, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll yeah. raise my hand if I got anything else. Thanks, okay. Jess. Okay. All right. Um, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I I wasn't thinking what she said, but when she said it, I totally got what she was trying to say and identify with that, which also goes along with what he was saying, is that um, we we're encouraged to define ourselves like uh, by the world, you know, that that you, you define your personality and who you are. And I used to think, well, I'm just I'm a fiery, passionate person, and if you don't love me for who I am, then you don't love me. Like that's me. I'm passionate and fiery, and and I also identified as being a you know, a person that's always in my head, always like the most important thing to me is thinking and figuring things right. out. And, and so being, being my true self would be to stop identifying with all of those things that I, that my worldly self was. But, but my thought, my first thought when I heard the question was, um, uh, that, that being yourself means seeing with your spiritual eyes instead of seeing with your are you yourself? I'm, uh, I'm closer. <laughs> <laughs> when they go, um, uh, no. no, but I see the way. <laughs> but I see the way. I'm, I'm so right hopeful. On. I'm so hopeful. Right on. Uh, let me take Raymond and then Samuel, and then you, you have the last word. To sum it, I believe you know where you live your, uh, what is, uh, no, the question was... Are what, you yourself? What does it mean to be yourself? Are you yourself? Simply put, it means that you realize that you were trying too hard to live your live a lie. Are and, you yourself? No. Well, you don't know then. <laughs> Are you trying to live a lie? I'm afraid I am. Well, why you raise your hand, man? <laughs> you just want to take a guess at it, huh? I just want uh, I just want to let people know uh, know that there's a danger in living a lie. That's for sure. All right. Yes, sir. And then oh, and then Samuel after him. Um, living yourself, I believe, is no longer living inside um, your head and living. When you look at the world, you see yourself. So you don't when you, when you see yourself in everything. So you can't be mean to anybody because everything is yourself. So whatever I do to you, I would, it, I'm actually doing to me. So to be myself, I believe, is to, is to give yourself. Okay. Uh, Samuel, I'm, I'm doing fast because we got to, I'm going to try not to be black on this end time, <laughs> this end thing. What is, are you yourself, Samuel? Yes. What does it mean to be yourself? To be myself is... Uh, not having fear, um, doing the right thing, and seeking God. Okay. And uh, that's that's being myself. That's okay. being yourself. Victoria, you want the last word on this? Interesting. And then I just have my little two cents. That's all. Don't believe me. All right, we just fellowship. So don't hold on to my words. Victoria, are you yourself? I'm becoming myself more and more every day. So no. And Absolutely. so you're becoming yourself. What does that mean to become yourself? Um, How do you know you're becoming yourself? Because my mentality or my, um, I'm going back to how I was when I was a kid, where, like, my creativity is starting to flow, and I'm starting to not 
really put my um, focus on what other people think and what the world believes that I should or should not be doing. And I'm doing that without a second thought or without actually pondering. Um. <laughs> so well, I'm not know. sure if that's really what it is, but you're not there's... Sure? Well, because there's no resistance. I don't... <clears throat> it's hard to explain, but I just don't feel resistance. It's, and I remember feeling like that when I was a kid because kids don't think. They just, if they see something they want to do, they do it. It's only when an outside influence like their parents or a teacher, you know what I'm saying. All right. Maybe you don't. <laughs> no, I, I will put my two cents in. I just want I know, like, Dan, I wasn't um, ready to answer, but that's, that's what it is for me. Like, I'm just, I'm starting to, okay. to have that experience. Going? It's going well. What and do you do? <laughs> she helped folks get their credit together, right? <laughs> it's changing more and more every day, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I do credit restoration. Well, you um, say it's changing. You're still doing that? I'm still doing it, um, but there's other avenues that are opening up. And instead of rejecting it and saying, oh, I'm not ready, it's like, no, I have to jump in. Oh, okay. You know, because that's the only yeah. way to get better and okay. learn. But that, that's it. They want to do it at Irma's and Francisco. And then they are dying to do it. They want to. Real fast, guys. There you go. Nick, um, Nick, all the way out here. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Nick that's the anchor baby. Hey, everybody. Um, being yourself, you know, I don't think there's like, you know, I, I think there's no such thing as really as like yourself, at least the way that we're kind of taught to think of it. You know, you if you like think about how the world is always telling you, just be yourself. And I'm reminded how like that's just used as a justification to kind of like be like a sinful person or a bad person. You know, they tell that to homosexuals. It's like, just be yourself. This is who you are. So just be it. And I'm and I'm, I, I think about what self is, and um, I remember when I was growing up, and I really remember, like, being young and being kind of like this angry kid, and I was like, I remember even thinking to myself, oh, okay, I'm this. I'm this skater person, and I play guitar, and I'm thinking, I was, like, identifying with those things and thinking, that's me. That's my identity. And I think about how fake that is and how... How it would only fed, it only made me feel good. Looking back now, I realized that I was only feeding this ego, and this ego felt good and felt important, thinking I'm this and that. But there really is no self. There's, there's no self. Like right now, I don't see myself as anything. I just like live, live through life and. You're just an anchor baby. I'm just an anchor baby. <laughs> I'm this or that. Like I even have like faults or something that you might want to call faults, and I accept them. And like, for example, the other day, a friend of mine made fun of me in a certain way about a truth about myself. And it was just so cool just accepting it and being yeah. okay with it yeah. and just living through life. So Amazing. I don't know. That's my answer. Uh, Jeremiah, can you get off your phone one minute and tell me what it means to be yourself? Are you just self? Um, He's yeah. on the phone, so you're definitely not himself. <laughs> <laughs> not myself. You're not? I am. And what does that mean? Um, I think it's not having any doubt in yourself and loving everyone around you and knowing, like, just who you are and, like, being in the moment. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm rushing it, so if I didn't get to him, I'm sorry. Nick is absolutely right. There is no self. It's an illusion. Either you're of the spirit of Satan or you're of the spirit of God. So when you are born again of God, you just be. You're like a living being, 
And in that, there is no self. And when you become a living being, you never compare yourself to anyone. You never want to be like anyone. You wish everybody well. There's no self to think about because now you're back in the light and you just become a living being of the light. You're just being. There is no self. It's all illusion. Yes, we live in a body. I guess they call the body self, I guess. And they do tell people, be yourself. Be a drunk. Be this and be that. And that's not who you are. That's what you do as a result of falling away from God, right? But there is no you. And it's so amazing to live that way. There's literally no you. It's an illusion. You are a living being created in the image of God. Isn't that amazing? It's so freeing up to be born again. Because we live in that fallen state, you live in so many illusions. And those illusions are stressing you out. Like when you need to talk to your mother or your in-laws or whatever, in your mind you're all afraid. That's really not true. It's just you believe in a lie. You believe in a lie. And that spirit doesn't want you to go free. So it, it try to make fear or doubt or she's going to be hurt and all that. You believe in a lie. All right? So once you are born again of God, you're going to see it's all that. This, this whole world is an illusion. It's not even real. And you're going to see how crazy it is. You'll be like, wow, I've been living this way all that time. There is no you. No you. When you come out of that fallen state, you're going to see this. And so you'll grow into it. And a lot of you are waking up, have, have woke up, right? Awaken. Don't worry. You're growing into it. He's cleaned up this, all this illusion that you've been living for so long. And he's he brought you back to him. And he's cleaning up the mess. And after a while, that's why when you see what's happening right now with this whole Chinese virus and whatever else they're doing, you're going to see the light is shining on all that. And you're going to see the real deal with that. Even though you hear them saying one thing, they'll be, and you know they're lying. You just, and it's so interesting, you just see that they're lying. They're trying to put fear in you. They want to control you. They want to make you doubt. They are lying to you. All right? So stay with the silent prayer. Um, go and forgive if you haven't done it. And just doubt every thought. It'll just unfold. You're being taken care of. Do you have your hand now? Do you have your hand up? Oh, you play with your hair? Oh, don't play with your hair now. I can't see you that way. I see his hand, right? Okay, no problem. Uh, any, any questions about that? Okay. I was just playing about the questions. I didn't know. I can't answer the questions because we got it in. All right? But do the silent prayer. Doubt every thought. When you doubt every thought, you can't help but have faith. No matter what happened, just doubt. Don't believe. To, to let the thoughts just go by is doubting the thoughts. You don't want to say to yourself, oh, I doubt the thought. I doubt the thought. <laughs> don't just, just watch it like watching a movie. You watching it, not you. And it's God who is shining on the darkness. And you will see that it's not you. You are a being, spiritual being, created in the image of God. So you are a piece of him. There is no you. You're cut from his nature. All right? That makes sense a little bit? Yes. Smoke on it. I'm just playing. <laughs> Don't smoke on it, but. 
All right, so think on that. Um, let me let me make the announcement. Brand new biblical question. Is there one thing in life that you take seriously? Seriously. I can't say that I'm black. Is there one thing that's important to you? You take it seriously. One thing. All right. I got to ask Chris, the white guy, my social media guy. One thing. And Chris is the only one I'm going to ask. Watch how proper he speak. Everybody pay attention. James used to speak this way, but now he's black. <laughs> Roasting James. <laughs> That's what church service has become. That's right. Is there one thing that you take seriously? No, not a one thing. Not one for real? Not one thing. And why not? I, I, I take everything the same. I, you know, I see it with, I observe, observe uh, things and... It's all the same to me. Okay. All right. That's the biblical question for this week. We had another one. It was a toss-up. Joel has an amazing one. I think I'm going to save it for the Father Week, if the Lord is willing. So that's the question for this week, folks. Think about it and call me on it, on the radio show and things like that. Um, oh, don't forget to like, follow. I had to write this down. Like, follow, subscribe, share, ring the bell. Do all that good stuff, all right? And thank you for supporting us as well. Your donations, your tithes, and all that stuff. We absolutely appreciate it. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. The best. And I was told that we were booked up until September. Isn't that amazing? Uh, when I started Bond, I never imagined anything like that happening. But we're still trying to work it out so we can add a little more time. My schedule is so busy. But uh, we have the best counseling service ever. And... Anything else, Ermis, I'm leaving out? No? Okay. I'm sorry? No, I think he's gone, right, Jay? No, no, the one that you said you were going to answer later. About, about, uh, I, I think I did. I forgot, but I think I did. You answered it with the question. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in. If you want counseling, we can do it by Skype, FaceTime, by phone, or you can come in. Make an appointment and come in. All right? I do appreciate it. So thank you for your support. Don't forget to support us. And thank you all as well. I really appreciate this today. It was fun. Thank you. So we're going to do the time.